0: I ain't just no jazz artist, man. I can't be. I can't be taking that moniker because I like music, man. It's all kind of music. So, but you know, because when you play the saxophone, first thing people say, he just played jazz. But I love it all.
1: Mark Allen Felton, songwriter, teacher, saxophonist, and a true music luminary. Hailing from Chicago, Mark has been leaving an incredible mark on music for over two decades. You just experienced a mesmerizing live recording called Swing Low, a song from his CD called A Blessing, which quickly soared to become a gospel and jazz sensation among independent artists. It's talents like Mark's that inspire and move us here at Interludes. In a captivating conversation, Mark recently graced us with his presence on Interludes Extra Talk on Tuesdays, where he shared his profound insights on music with myself as well as coach Tony Thompson. We discovered that music is just more than a sound to Mark. It's a language that holds the key to growth and understanding for us all. Today, Join us on this musical odyssey as we explore the heart and soul of Mark Allen Felton, a musician who speaks the language of love through his saxophone. Get ready to be blown away. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes.
2: Interludes, a Pier Lighthouse production this episode is brought to you by.
1: Need help with wills, trusts, or protecting your LLC? Join Legal Shield today. Text the word legal to 347 652 0243 for more information.
2: And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson.
1: Chicago native and a jazz musician. I, and, I, and here's the thing. I don't like to just do the one genre and say jazz. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of the genres. And so I got a chance when a good, a dear friend of mine sent me his CD and I got a chance to listen to it. And I was like, oh, wow. And so when I was listening to it, I was thinking about Earl Clue. I was thinking about, Rover Washington. I had some other jazz musicians that I had in mind. I was like, oh my gosh. So this guy is phenomenal. He has played with some of the best and has been around touring. I know a lot of musicians are excited. You know, we're not in COVID anymore, so we can now tour and do some things, but he's got a couple of things coming up out of California, but as from Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and welcome to the interlude stage. It is Mark Allen Felton. What's Mm -hmm. up? Hey,
0: how How are you doing? doing? Good to be here. Good to be here. Absolutely.
1: Yes, oh my gosh. Love this picture. Oh my gosh. He was leaning to the side. I said, uh oh, I wonder, okay. wonder who we looking at. Who we okay. looking at? Okay. That was a little, little photo shoot there. <laughs> <laughs> little oh my gosh. Something, something. A little something, something, a little something, something. Oh my gosh. So I just mentioned a couple of musicians that I'm a big fan of, but here we go. Charlie Parker, Grover Washington Jr., Stan Getz. Who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I know all musicians. Sure. If if you think about one, who's one of your favorite musicians out of that?
0: Grover Washington yeah. Jr. Absolutely was my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know okay. that was my biggest inspiration, actually.
1: Ah, oh, okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing, because I remember being in band, Mark. I'm just gonna admit I was in band. And I tried to learn how to play the recorder. Now, that's the very... It's like a flute situation. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was more drawn to the piano. When people choose that... I want to say that musical journey. What was the what was the thing that led you to the saxophone? What was that journey like?
0: Well, you know what? I always looked at music as being just another language. Okay. And I think really everybody should learn it. Because it's mm-hmm. really it's just a language you know we just uh we've been taught that you know certain people are talented you know in in that area only but i think that's true about maybe the talent part but as far as the language part i think we all can enjoy that you know because we all love music and Mm -hmm. uh it's made up of a a numerical system you know and it's learnable you know absolutely so my uh my journey to playing the saxophone really—I've um, always wanted to be an entertainer, more so than even really knowing about the music. So, um, when I was younger, I had uh, an opportunity to to watch some uh, group on, on a television called Cool the Gang. <laughs> right? And I was checking them out, and I saw them flipping the horns around and stuff like that. And I said, I want to do that right there and i didn't really mean play i wanted to just flip the horns that's all i wanted to do
2: <laughs> but
0: ironically when i went to school uh, mm-hmm. they had um a, a teacher at the time his name was mr theodore he uh was starting a band because i was a drum and bugle at that time and he asked us if we mm-hmm. want to play an instrument i raised my hand and said i want to play the little shiny um curve thing and everybody started laughing he said you mean and he shows the picture of the saxophone I said, yeah that's what i want to play right there mm-hmm. and that's that was my first introduction into actually getting around to even know what a saxophone was you know and playing it yeah
1: yeah and as i you know was digging through and doing a little research and recon on you this was the album from the album a blessing it looks like this was a live recording as well yeah, and yeah. this was a combination of, i want to say jazz and gospel how do you see those two genres working together to kind of edify and bring glory to god
0: well you know like i said music is such a uh, an intricate language i don't really look at um music being separate like that because mm-hmm. we are using the same 12 notes Mm-hmm. and uh there's mother Reese right there you all using yeah. the same 12 notes and um it's it's basically uh, a, a change of rhythmic um playing style and actually harmony I guess as well but they, they go so well together because a lot of the chords and stuff that you see in in jazz you, you also see see them being played in um gospel music as well and I love gospel music as well too yeah,
1: yeah. Cause you had a, I'm I'm a choir I'm a choir director and I also love singing. Uh, I sing now, my voice has gotten lower, so I was an alto now I'm kind of a tenor, but I love chor- chor- choral singing. So there's a lot of choral singing in a blessing in this on the CD. Your connection to and I I didn't mean to go so fast, Tor. So you said Mother Reese. How did you two connect?
0: Uh, how did we how did I meet her? Um. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, see, as, far as You don't know how you meet people, and you don't yeah. know how you just know them, and you don't know how you can see. But how did I actually meet her? I think a friend of mine, um, Dave Scott, was playing it. Is that the first time? Maybe. No, 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 no. That's not the first time. I met her through a keyboard player named Woody.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes and he introduced me to it. He took me up to her church one time, a long time ago, and I played a solo um, at the church, and that was how I initially connected. Then some years went by, and then I ended up reconnecting through uh, another friend man, Dave Scott. I think he he was playing in the band. I wanted to play in the band too, so I he just said, just come on, start hanging out. And I just started playing, you know, just going up on Sundays and playing with them. And next thing you know, they hired me to play in the band, and I got, I uh, became, you know,
1: pretty close with her. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Cause I definitely, I think those connections is what, what, what happens and what's good about that. Yeah, and yeah. one of my, my, my cousins, she's, uh, she's gone on to glory now. Her name was Barbara Allen, very well known musician in California. I knew, and I knew Barbara. You knew Barbara Allen? That was my cousin.
0: That was your cousin. She was over at, uh, wait, don't tell me, uh, Bishop
1: uh
0: Elmer Elmer, right? Homer, yeah, Probably, yeah. I think probably yeah. had me come play for her a couple times and a couple things. Her and her husband, um Jordan. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's I her, yeah. that's her cousin. <laughs> wow. Small world. Yeah. Mother, for real. It's a
1: it's a very small world, yes, because she I would she would kind of tell me about Some of her journey, and and this is early in her career. She got a chance to tour with uh, Billy Preston, Elton John, and a few a few other musicians. And and I would ask her, hey cousin, you like who was some of the folks that you like to work with? She was like, and she would be like, anyone that knew their stuff. When they knew their stuff, it was good to it was excellent to work with them. Um, One of my favorite R and B musicians here is you're here with Kenny Lattimore. I love him. I think you guys did a concert last 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 year together. How yeah. was it, uh, kind of sharing the stage or being there with with Kenny?
0: Oh, Kenny's absolutely great. So you know, it's mm-hmm. always fun when you get a chance to uh, co- collaborate with other musicians and singers and stuff like that. That brings that that spirit to the stage, you know. So we had mm-hmm. a great time. we were out there in Maryland when we did that concert, right
1: there. Oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah just
0: left chicago he's gonna be in chicago soon
1: hmm yeah it's got,
0: got the guys up here
1: because <laughs> <laughs> i know i know musicians like to travel in packs my cousin um uh, one of my friends one of my cousins kendall Nesbitt, who produced the music for this particular podcast he's always talking about how you know it's you just have to you have to really love what you do in order to have that I want to call it that musician's life like you're touring you're you're making you're making friends as much as possible and then I saw on your Facebook page that you have a Sunday night sax please tell me about this what 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 is the fun things that people can expect if they come on Sunday night to see you
0: Well, you know, I started doing that about five years ago. We were running for about five years. Mm -hmm. And I would present um, different guests on the show. Kind of like what you're doing, but I have like music. I do some concert footage I have on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Comedians sometimes, you know, and just, and it turned into a family thing, you know. So now a lot of the people that come on every week, you know, they've Mm -hmm. been with me for like five years and they just come check in just to, you know, make sure they're saying hi to the family. So, and then, you know, we have people from all over the world, actually, that, that check in with us. So, you know, it, it it's like, as of late, I haven't been doing any high-level productions with that. Usually, I actually mm-hmm. have, like, a lot of high-level stuff going on, but uh, because of, you know, running back and forth to here and there, I have to do it on my phone sometimes, and I don't get a chance to put all the <laughs> stuff I want to put in there. But you could expect, like, interviews, me playing sometimes, sometimes I'll just play for about 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Could see some old concert footage. I might show some videos. Uh, and we have some great talks with all nuggets here and there. Mm-hmm. I have a, a friend of mine called the Colonel. He comes on and he gives out some great advice to people and all that. Just, just have a good time, It's like a big old.
1: Wonderful. Now I got a question from the audience. Mark wants to know, how did the nickname Panther come about?
0: Oh, that's a good one right there, Mark. Um, it's funny. One time I was playing at this club in California, uh-huh. kind of far okay. out. And, and uh, this guy was, you know, just kept looking. He kept looking at me playing. He was like, you know, just really checking out what I was doing and stuff like that. It was an older guy. And um, afterward, you know, he sat down and said, "Can I have a drink with you? So we sat down. I was I had to travel like two or two, three hours away to get back home. So I sat down with him. He said, you know what? He said, "You remind me of a, a one-name artist."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, "One-name artist." I said, "What you mean?" He said, um, "He said he said you look like when you the way you move around on the stage you just move around like like an animal like a cat." He said, "You he said you should change your name to Jaguar." <laughs> and I was like, "Jaguar, oh, I like that." I like so I went back home and I told one of my friends at the time. I said, "Hey." Um, Hey man, I'm gonna change my name to Jaguar man. He jumped up real excited he, and he said no don't do that meet me at my house tomorrow at 10 o'clock and he just ran out my house it was the weirdest thing right he ran out <laughs> my house I said, like, "Hey, hey hold it you know he's gone right and so I went to his house the next day at 10 o'clock knocked on the door and he opened the door he had something behind his back and um I said what's up man you know what's up he said man I was saving this for me, man, but this this fits you better. Then he pulled out a poster, a big framed poster of a panther. He said, "Man, you're a panther. You're the panther." Like that, I was like, "Wow!" When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my God!" I Got chill bumps. He said, "That's my, that's your name." And not Jaguar Panther. And then uh, he proceeded to show me some footage, video footage, it was on VHS at the time, of <laughs> going through a jungle. He said, man, "That's how you play, man. You play just like the a Panther is stalking the prey and all that." And I was like, "Wow!" It was it was really one of those. Um, coveted moments that I I really uh, um, just felt transformed at that moment into a panther, basically. And that's how that came about.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Have you seen it? It's entertainment reviews, fabulous interviews, and sports you can use. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat. And now... Back to our show. So I was on your Facebook page and I love anybody that's doing inspirational quotes i saw this and was like oh wow this is cool seize every opportunity to express and manifest the greatness which resides in you Absolutely. if you were to give any starting musician some advice what advice would you give them
0: you know without sounding cliche-ish
1: mm-hmm. i would say
0: be true to yourself and what okay. that means is that um Because music is so exploratory, you know, it's like anything, like a lot of things in life. um, You got to go with what what feels good to you, you know, because you may be the next person to invent a new style or something. We don't know. You know, Mm because when Charlie Parker was coming through and all those guys, they were just, they were doing themselves. And they became a staple of jazz, you know, like that that type of jazz. Um, But it was really extended from, you know, influences from others, but him being true to himself, you know, took the influences in but did not abandon the trueness to oneself, so... Um, you know, and, and love what you do, you know. And if you right. love it, you just never know how things could turn around because I can remember being in the house squeaking and stuff and people outside laughing like crazy, all oh, right, squeaking! And then those same people today might ask them, you know, can I get them into my concert or buy tickets, whatever. So you just never know how that can flip around. It's really amazing. Just be true to yourself, though.
1: I love that. I love that. And in practice. I was wondering Pr- if I was going to hear that for you. Practice, 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 practice. That's what's most important. Now, the next thing I saw that you have coming up, you're going to be at the Riverfront Jazz Festival. And yeah. I think that right. is, where is that going to be? In Dallas, in Texas? Dallas,
0: Dallas Texas, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. In September.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, a lot of good people on that show, too.
1: Okay, cool. Oh my goodness. Uh, I
0: mean, they got, they got, uh, who did, I think uh, uh, Michael Franks, Jordan Albright, and um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's her name? So many people. I think it's just a list <laughs> of people, right? So
1: it's going to be fabulous. And then on September 30th, jazz on the grass, and this is going to be uh, in in Cali. We have folks right. out there that are watching here from Cali. That's September 30th, um, Compton College. All right.
0: Yeah, for the deltas out there, that's going to be fun too. They're doing an um, annual uh, festival every year. This is the second one. I had an opportunity to play last year, and then they came to. A, uh, I did a birthday party out there in Cali. And uh, they mm-hmm. all came. I said, we got to get you back. We got to get you back. So I'm glad to be back with them.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so cool. And I yeah. see. Uh, thank you so very much, Kevin, for going ahead and getting that, getting that in. Uh, this is the best advice. Be true to yourself. Love what you do. And practice, practice practice <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so very much but mark i really appreciate you uh coming on i'm gonna wait i see coaches in the building coach you there coach oh, you want to say yeah. hello to Ch- you want to say hello to a chicago native mark hey, coach up, tony coach? how you doing what's up baby what's up coach how you rolling
3: man man you know i'm to always i'm rolling on the south side you know how we do
0: <laughs>
3: you know what i'm saying i ain't got nothing against my west side brothers. but Wild Hunters in the house, man. You know,
0: I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey man, I really like that. I was sitting in the, in the back, sitting in the studios and saying, Man, I love that jazz. You know, I remember when when Pops back in the day, man, would just sit up. His his very good friend was none other than Jerry Iceman Butler.
0: Okay, okay.
3: So take I got out. a chance to take a listen to a little at it. I really I never really understood. What was going on over at Rainbow Beach, man? Till I got older, my man, and found out that
0: was that was lit. Yeah, man. That's right. That's right.
1: And and Mark, I just I saw something in the chat from April. She says, "Thank you for teaching and giving back." Do you teach a uh, music in school?
0: Not in, in school, schools? but you know, um, over the years, you know, I just had the opportunity to be in so many situations where. Um, I was able to um, share information and knowledge to the youngsters that was coming up. And even, not just the youngsters though, because people always talk about the youngsters, but they kind of throw the older people away. But it's like, (laughs) we're not to be thrown away. It's like, you know, hey, we need to be taught too. So,
3: I just want to share the
0: knowledge. If I have any knowledge, you know, anybody that's willing to listen, you know, I kind of look at it like that because, um, matter of fact, I'm really high on that because um, as we get older, a lot of people feel like they can't, you know, still go after their dreams or whatever. It's like, ah, I'm done, I just gotta, you know, abandon that and let that person do that. No, as long as you're breathing, you got breath in your body, whatever it is you feel that you wanna do, you got a passion for, go after it. You know what I'm saying? Because it also helps connect with the younger people. When they see you doing things at, you know, at a certain age, it's like, hey, you know, it it doesn't stop, you know, and so many people, I've been taught that things stop after a certain age. Don't stop, as long as you breathe it, keep it moving. Keep Mark,
3: it moving. I, 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 I give you, when I say got an 18-wheeler on my hand, I'm pumping right now because what you said is true facts. You know, um, I DJ back in the day, you know, and Valens know that back in the yard, it's one way I kept money, you know, cut hair, a couple of things, and when the pandemic hit, I pulled those 1200s back out. I've been DJing ever since, man. I love it. Get back on the set. Yeah. And because you are a musician, I got something for you and Val. I just picked up today. Look at this right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, my question to you although you are a jazz artist, and if you had to look at a rapper or a rap group, think about this rapper or rap group that has a sort of jazz feel to them. That made it good in the hip-hop era, who would it be?
0: Whoa. Uh coach. (laughs) That's a that's a real broad one, right? That's (laughs) right. But first of all, I ain't just no jazz artist, man. I can't be I can't be taking that moniker (laughs) on because I like music, man. It's like I produce I produce all kind of music. So, but you know, because when you play the saxophone first thing people say he just played jazz but I love it all man so got you. you know I'm, I'm you know I ain't gonna say I love every type but I love a lot of different types of music you know so, so I just, who, was your,
3: who, who was your favorite hip hop you know artist back in the day I
0: ain't gonna lie um I kind of like some of that west coast stuff I like I like the style of that west coast vibe. I, oh, like okay. that. I do like that do like that um, and too. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I like I like I like I like R and B too. I like
3: a lot of R and B stuff too. I was thinking about when I asked that question. I was thinking about none other than Guru, and that Jazzmatazz album. Wow. Right. You, oh, you know, those of you yeah. that listening, if you don't know about it, you need to Google it. That Jazzmatazz, rest in peace, the great Guru, but that Jazzmatazz album and the people who had featured on there, you know, including Tribe Called Quest, you know, Quest Love and those guys right there, groups. So you need to go take a listen. If you ain't up on that Jazz for Taz album by Guru, you know, you need to go and open up your minds.
0: And Coach, you know, another thing too, though, another thing that has happened, like, you know, as far as the music getting through, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of times back in the day, you know, with the major record companies controlling what we heard a lot of times,
1: you know, we didn't get a
0: chance. You know, I mean, I got stuff on my drive, man, or even like in my genre, I had to be kind of coupled in a school jazz you know, situation, but I like a lot of funky stuff like that, but it didn't fit that radio format. So a right. lot of people didn't get a chance to hear some of the stuff like that. I know other artists that didn't fit that format, so to speak, and it's like, it's not a really a, a genre set up for that type of stuff. So we may get one or two albums that slipped through, but believe right. me, it was a lot of people making some, some really crossover type of stuff. You know, it just didn't get a chance to get played.
3: That's uh that's funny you said that because I was just listening to a interview on Big Boy TV. I'm big on the podcast now, chilling with my homegirl Val the Voice, and uh, listening to Big Boy interview Ice T, and yeah. that's what he said. He he was that one underground West Coast artist. But if you ask anybody if you know Ice T, the younger generation simply knows him as NCIS. Uh, and what he's done on New York. Uh, you mean, no, you, mean York. you mean you mean Law and I mean, Order. Law, law and Order. order. Yes. I'm yes. about LL yes. Cool J. But Law and Order. And don't realize that this brother was you know on the cutting edge early parts of putting the West Coast on the map when it came to gangster rap with him and none other than Too Short coming out the Bay Area. And then of course Dr. Dre and them boys from NWA picked it up and it just set the world off. You know
0: in the late 80s yeah yeah that's right yeah. so you know what it's a lot of factors that go into what we hear you know so I'm, I'm happy about uh some of the avenues that's available today because you know um you may not get a, a, a following from all over the place but you can have an opportunity to express yourself in the ways that you know we couldn't do back in the day you know and that's like right. even with podcasting. and like you know we got the voice here right here you know we got we got, you know, you we got people coming on that we need to hear from. We would uh, it might not have been opportunity back in the day, you know. It's like, hey, we only signed exactly. one people, so y'all gotta, you know, find another way. But now, at the last minute, but Jesse Jackson had retired. I thought he was had retired a long time ago, right? Right. So I had the opportunity to play the, the national anthem for his retirement situation, man. And the vice president that came out, you know, and all that, it was it was really nice, you know. But it was like uh I just happened to be in Chicago during that time period my boy Jesse Campbell turned me on and uh we had a great time with that did y'all know that Jesse Jackson retired I
1: we didn't know had that. no idea and you just mentioned Jesse Campbell we literally had him on we had him on Kobe, a, couple a
0: couple weeks,
3: weeks ago weeks
1: back, so yeah yeah. Sure
0: oh, yeah yeah we've been doing a lot of work together uh, been knowing each other for a long time so um you know that's
3: great Both of y'all jumped on the number one show. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're doing it. That's right. right.
0: And and,
3: and, and, and those people out there hear my voice, you got to subscribe to Interlude Talk on Tuesday so you can continue to get hit upside the head with this good stuff like Parliament
1: Funkadelic. You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: That's what I'm talking
1: about. Mark, oh my gosh! Thank you so very much for joining us on Talk on Tuesday. I really appreciate, appreciate you appreciate coming y'all. out, Thank coming y'all. out, and joining us for that. I really appreciate it. And like I said, we have your website, which is your first name, last name, first name, middle name, and last name. I'm look. I think you. I think uh, Kevin Dot put com. it up for us. Yeah, markallenfelton.com. If they want to know any more information about you, and then also join you for Sunday night. Sacks. I like That's that. Nice. <laughs> that
0: right. is so Every wonderful. Sunday at 7 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard yeah. Time,
1: it's right on. I got you. So that'll be nine o'clock for us here in, in Chicago and about 10 o'clock out all the way in, in the East Coast. But thank you so very much for joining us, Mark. Appreciate that, Woo-hoo. brother. Appreciate that. Y'all, y'all be blessed now. Yeah. Thank be blessed. you. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to see the full interview with Mark Allen Felton and Coach Tony Thompson's review on sports, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel.
2: Interludes. Original concept by Valerie Johnson. Produced by Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a peer lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by.
1: Need help with wills, trust, or protecting your LLC? Join Legal Shield today. For more information regarding legal protection or to join our worldwide sales team, text the word legal to 347 652 0243. Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today
2: to subscribe to our youtube channel or join interlude's facebook group visit the website linktree slash PeerLightMedia. light media that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash peer light media